Greetings, everyone. This is John with Podcast by Night. This episode is an interview that was recorded a while ago, and I do apologize to Chuck and everyone involved that it took so long to get out, but it is finally edited and ready to go. So I figured, why not? It's nice to have something to post, and I thought the interview was very entertaining and informative. So please enjoy, and thank you for your continued support. Welcome back, everybody, to Podcast by Night. My name's John, and I know I mentioned earlier uh, this year, because, you know, crazy 2020, that I we were going to have on Podcast by Night a section of interviews, because, as you know, Podcast by Night's all about the players and the game and how we all come together and love the game. And so tonight is our first interview with... A man that I have to say, when he first walked into our game that Jen and I were running years ago, uh, totally impressed me. It was it was like, damn, he hit the ground running, knew what he was doing. Welcome, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you. And it's really weird to hear you without a Scottish brogue. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, his character, we, we called him, what, Old Hickory? Was uh, it? Old, old Milwaukee. Old Milwaukee, yes, that's the right. Gangrel, the gangrel from Milwaukee. <laughs> right. Uh, I, lo- I love that bit. That was It was so good. It was perfect. Perfect foil for uh, all of our seasoned players. That's, oh. that's, what, made that, that's what made that game so uh, fascinating to me. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, well, good. Glad to hear that. All right. So, like, in true interview slash podcast fashion, we have... A list of questions. Uh, we're not going to do it totally scripted. Um, I just sent those to Chuck a little earlier, and he's you know got a basic idea of what they're all about. But you know we don't want to script this thing because we're fast and loose, and uh, you know flying by the seat of our pants. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, Chuck, why don't we start with the obvious question? Um, how did you get into Vampire the Masquerade, and when did you start playing? Oh, you're going to make me get my uh, my walker out. I'm an old, old school gamer. I started uh, playing Vampire the Masquerade in the fall of 1995 uh, when I moved out here uh, to Los Angeles for college. A couple of the uh, a couple of my friends heard about this thing. We do. Uh, I, I played. <sighs> I. I. My friend across the hall, Mark, he uh, in the dorm room. He 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 got this deck of cards. It's a va- the the uh, jihad cards, and he bought me a deck. And we started playing in the hallway after you know, like you know, midnight, two th- two o'clock in the morning, uh, as you do in college. And then um, the campus newspaper, I think, had an ad for a group gathering. But uh, so a bunch of us. Uh, a bunch of uh, a few of us who had been hanging out together decided to go and see what it was all about, and that was let's see, it was the it was the Autarchus Chronicles, a troop game run by Alexis Cruz, uh, the the guy who played Scara in um, uh, Stargate, 
And so we didn't know that when we started playing, but we got we we got there and I recognized the head storyteller. I'm like, I know that guy from somewhere. And one of the people that we went with um, started fangirling out like crazy. And she's like, oh my God, he's from Stargate. And I'm like, that's where. But um, that that's how I started in the game way back in 95. Damn. Yeah. yeah. That's old school. Right? And only in LA. Yes. I mean, that's, that's a really cool story. That's, that's pretty awesome. And, and just, you know, did he do a good job? Oh, was heck it yeah. A good Chronicle. Awesome. Oh, awesome. It was amazing. I only wish I could run a game like his. It was, it, of course he had, he had some, he had some, uh, uh, some funding to start with, but, uh, he had a staff of like six storytellers. Um, we had, we had literally 150 people playing at a time. Um, and sometimes we had to find venues so big, uh, we, we, we ended up at one point in time playing on the third street promenade. Um, like that was our venue. And so his six storytellers would take groups of people out to do what they were doing on the promenade. And one of the things about it, you know, obviously you've got to keep the masquerade. Um, all of his storytellers had headsets, uh, that were connected, you know, walkie talkie radio headsets. And he would, they would keep in touch with each other as to what's going on at any point in time during the night. And at one point in time, uh, things got a little weird and a, a police officer stopped us, not me, stopped that particular group and asked what the heck was going on. And just to show uh, that, that, that group, one of the characters in that group actually got blood hunted that night because he obviously drew the attention of the police. <laughs> so that's the kind of crazy that we did with that. Oh my God. I wish you could see my face. Everyone, my, my jaw was on the floor. Like, no way. That is a dream scenario of playing amongst the mortals, right? Having to, having to keep the masquerade, having the storytellers with the headsets. That's awesome. Yeah. It was crazy. That is amazing. And then of course, yeah, that was brilliant. Working that in attracting, he attracted the police. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, what was your uh, what was your first character? Well, who did you, what did you who did you play in that game? I played a gangrel. Um and now back in the day, I was really like new. Um I had done D&D before and that kind of stuff. I mean, everybody starts off as a as a new player, a little timid, uh doesn't want to jump in, doesn't know what to do. Uh and so uh I played a loner character that I could just in case I didn't like it. So I, 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 they had a bunch of door characters. I grabbed a gangrel, a loner gangrel. Um, and it turned out that the, uh, uh, the guy who was playing the gangrel primogen was a really cool guy. I wish I could remember his name. It's been oh, years now though, but he, uh, he, he pulled me in, showed me the ropes. And, and from there I just, I was hooked. That's awesome. Yeah, oddly enough, my first character was a gangrel. <laughs> but I remember choosing that specifically because at the time, knowing what I knew of the game, because we had, uh, what what rule set did you start with? The very first box set or the second edition? Uh, the very, I think it was the very first box set, but I'm not sure. I didn't actually, I didn't actually own the rules. I just, I went with it. I was just like, uh, okay, you say that's the rules. Fine. Let's go. Um, I, I was handed a door character and I just went with it and I learned the ropes as I went along and 
Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know which rule set, but I think it was the original, the first box set. Oh, cool. I, I love hearing that, uh, the, that beautiful old gray marble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I chose the Gangrel because at the time, with everything I knew, that was the closest to Dracula uh, <laughs> that that I could find. Because right. I'm like, it control animals, shapeshift, right. tough as nails. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, that's what you do. Do you have a... Um, actually, let's start with like what kind of character do you typically play or have you played? Oh, I've... My typical character, I've, I've got to say, is is a gangrel. I played, uh, I played that character in that particular chronicle. But then a, a year later, I also started in the the the, the Camarilla, the official White Wolf fan club back in the day. Back then, but actually, back oh, then yeah. it was it was bef- that was it wasn't even the official fan club yet. Um, in in 96, 90, yeah, I think it was ninety six. Um, but. Um, uh, I started there because that's what I knew. I knew Gangrel, and and yes, um, to a degree, it was kind of the that's the 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 stereotypical vampire. It's like oh, uh, that yeah, he he can turn into a wolf, he can turn into a bat, he just you know whatever, and the and mist form. Holy crap! Ho- I hope I can get that expensive, but um, uh, it, that was that was the the thing, you know. That's what vampires do, um, right? So that's what that's what I went with. At that time, but then um, I started reading into the lore of the book uh, of, of the game and and the backgrounds of things, and I'm I, it, I I fell in love with that clan. It really kind of is me. I'm kind of a mountain man. I grew up in Iowa, um, uh, about a mile and a half away from a county park that was one of the largest county parks in the state, and um, I used to walk to the county park and just get lost in the woods. And, and um, I used to follow deer, deer trails and stuff. And, um, and then when I came out here to California, after college and everything, uh, I got married and I moved up into the mountains um, in, in uh, first into in, in Running Springs. Um, and now, uh, now I live on the other side of the pass in, in Wrightwood. So I'm up in, I'm, I'm up in the mountains in the forested area. I, it's just, that's what I love. So, I mean, Gangrel's no, a natural fit. It is beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. So would you say that Gangrel is your favorite clan? It absolutely is. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So do you have a least favorite clan? I, for the longest time, Yes. Um, but that particular clan has grown on me in the last year, uh, maybe two, uh, in the last year. Um, it, my least favorite clan is Tremere. What? Because holy crap, pick something, would you? <laughs> what did we ever do to you? Oh, it's just, I don't know. It's, I, I get it. I, I like, you know, I, I like the whole pyramid. I, I like, uh, I like the the um the 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 mysteriousness of it i like the fact that uh, aside from aside from asamites uh, <laughs> uh tremere are like holy crap did what did, did i what did i just see him do i mean it just makes them scary i mean, i guess every clan has that thing that makes them scary uh, uh but tremere the reason i i for the longest time hated tremere was because I was it was it just seemed like a combination of way OP, 
uh, way overpowered uh, with with the ability to suck the blood out of somebody without without even grappling them or whatever. Take make it so that I can't do my abilities. And on top of that, I mean, you've got rituals. You've got now. This was back before Giovanni was introduced too, though. Um, you've got rituals. You've got this. You've got like it. The um, thaumaturgy the paths. Just, yeah, all of the different yeah. paths of thaumaturgy. It it seemed to me at that time as completely unfair because you've got like half a million in clan disciplines <laughs> because back right. in the day they were treated as in clan. You didn't have to spend out of clan points to get in clan, to, to get a new path. Yeah. They, they, I know over several iterations, they toyed with that. Like I remember there was one time they made them like you had a primary, which was your quote unquote in clan and then everything else was out. Right. And, and and now they have it where you can have one that's also like additional that's considered in. And yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. You're not wrong. It's, Definitely was back in the day, you know, everybody, I remember when we first started playing, when I got out to LA, everybody was trying to munchkin the damn thing and be like, okay, how can we get that one shot kill? Right. Kind of idea. And I'm like, oh God, you guys. Yeah. I I totally understand. Yeah. But you know, White Wolf now, they've they've kind of, I don't know when they're going to do the LARP section, but with 5e, they really nerfed it. Yeah, they did. They they yeah. they made they uh, there oh, oh there are a lot of things I like about five e and a lot of things I hate about five e. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not alone. You're not alone. I know. Oh man. Okay. So anything you'd want to add as far as the like character side before I we get to a little bit more of the out of character stuff? Um, not that well the character side just the no I mean. As far as Gangrel, you're the, I don't, I didn't typically, I, I know Gangrel is one of the, like, oh, he just wants to beat shit up. He just wants, or stuff up. He just wants to, <laughs> I don't, uh, he just wants to tear sh- stuff to pieces. Uh, the, right. Wanna be werewolf. We get it. Right. Uh, the thing, I, the thing that drew me about, I never played a combat Twinkie um gangrel i always played the oh, that's where i was going when i was talking about i got more into the lore and everything and that, that but uh becker or Be- beckett sorry beckett, beckett. yeah beckett beckett was oh, i was like wait a minute that but Be- this is my character and because uh, uh, it was uh, that's the kind of character i tried to play was a was a was a sage uh, uh like a lone wolf but lore master kind of you know, a dude that didn't, I, I, I don't know why, but I always ended up becoming primogen or sh- sheriff. I hated the responsibility. I was like, really, really <sighs> fine. <laughs> Dang it. But, um, but that's, I, that's the kind of character I played though, was because I was, I, I tried to play it. I, in fact, I think physical, my physical traits that I picked were, was, I can't remember if I went secondary or tertiary with physicals, but mental was definitely my primary. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. That's where, that's the kind of character I tried to play. Great. I, I love that. That's, I know when Jen and I, you know, we go through the clans, we always try to break down certain stigma or um, stereotypes, mm-hmm. if you will, that every, like you said, you know, the gang are all like, Whoa, me got claws. And we just try to like, sort of give the players out there different, ideas mm-hmm. show them that there's there's a hundred and one different ways to play every clan absolutely and and that's that's the other reason i you know that we love the game is just the the versatility within that little box of creativity is amazing yeah yeah i love it right on so okay so now we're going to talk about a little out of character stuff sure 
the first thing that it it always comes up. I knew it came up when I was playing it because I started around the same time you did. Mm-hmm. So from then to now, do you think that there was there used to be kind of a a stigma around playing vampire? I know that I know that recently there's it's it's kind of cool to get into role playing games, yeah. but. Do you think that there was um how was it that for you? Oh. Like just just being a player back then in the mid to late 90s, uh early 2000s was yeah, there was a huge stigma even amongst role players, even amongst uh you know D&D uh role, people who tabletop game. LARPing right. was a as a LARPer, role playing gamers are nerds, but among the nerds, the <laughs> LARPers are the bigger nerds, right? Right. And, and part of that, the uh, part of that stigma came from like the the horror stories of um, even way back in the D and D days um, before you know the World of Darkness was a thing. Um, the people pretending to be their characters and actually like getting hurt and you know and and and, and I know most of those stories were urban for- folklore they weren't you know real things that happened but in a couple of places they did happen and, and they hit the news and got national and so you, first you had those things going on and then when when World of Darkness came out you had oh my gosh now there's people pretending to be vampires uh, oh do they drink blood do they what do you do and <laughs> I have to say uh, that that stigma um, actually hurt one of our, one of the games I belong I, I played because it drew people who actually wanted to drink blood, and they oh. were so we had some people who were trying to do some blood play in the game, and we're like, yeah, no, no, that's 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 against the rules. This is pretend. It got a little nasty. the The stigma now, oh my gosh, my my. <laughs> My oldest child uh, is is seventeen, and they 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 they're big on TikTok, and they're they're on cosplay TikTok. So all of their videos are cosplay. And if they were into, I mean, they're not eighteen yet, so they haven't done any LARPing um, with us. But yeah, uh, they told me that um, at some point in time they might want to try. Um, in fact, I think you met them. Um, uh, I uh, I brought her to one of my games. Uh, to one of the games to wait for me because I was just showing up for like the tail end of the game because I had something going on at the beginning. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. So, um, anyways, it, she 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 said that 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 she'd like to actually try the game at some point, uh, but didn't know if it was really her thing. But now since then, she's gotten into LARP or uh, cosplay, so it's kind of this, she might enjoy it just for the the costume aspect. Wow, that's great. Yeah, a lot of kids are into that now, from what I'm from what I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. No, I I totally I know what you mean. It's I don't I haven't gotten into the TikTok thing and I probably never will, right. but like just on Instagram and uh-huh. Facebook in the beginning, I know that cosplay, god, was it? Man, it's been a while. 8 I think 8 years ago, 7 years ago, I remember going to a Comic-Con mm-hmm. and seeing for the first time recognizing quote-unquote professional cosplayers. Right? And I'm like, that's a thing? Right? <laughs> And then just ever since, yeah, every, is it video game, anime, 80s movies, 90s movies, right. cartoons, Disney? It's like, it's it's everything now. It's, web and it's comics. crazy. Web, right, exactly. I know. Yeah. It's like, who's that character? Oh, it's a web comic. Oh, yeah. man. I love the deep cuts, though, so right. I'm, I'm all for it. But it's just, it blows my mind because 18-year-old me could never have imagined this reality. Me neither. Me neither. It's like, it, it, it's, I mean, 18-year-old me 
right now is I would have loved living today at 18. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, let's fast forward. Sure. Speaking of now, uh, what do you think about this renaissance that Vampire and White Wolf are having? Oh, you know, I've been through a couple of major changes with White Wolf and and the Camarilla and that mess and and now with the you know I I, I don't know I, I I'm just gonna stand on the edges and and watch the fallout because seriously it, I'm of two minds I understand it from a social standpoint and I'm assuming you're you're talking about the big call out a couple like what was it a couple of years ago when they were starting with v5 and calling out the the use of out of game like stuff like that and now having to change the game because of is that what you're talking about as far as the renaissance no oh. but we can we can explore that that's interesting sure. i i was i was speaking specifically towards the relaunch of v like v5 coming out and then like suddenly it's this multimedia uh, extravaganza of oh. uh, that that the support that it never had before kind of thing y- you know I do love that that with V5 coming out, it got huge. I wish it, they'd done something like... I wish something like that had happened sooner because uh, I wish something like that had happened when CCP owned, uh, uh, owned the rights to Vampire because I was friends with the guys at CCP um, on... Because I, I played with them on EVE Online. Or not CCP, the guys at, the guys at uh, um, White Wolf when they, sold, uh, when they sold the property to the guys at White Wolf. Uh, or I mean at CCP. And the reason they did that was because they wanted CCP to make the MMO. Right. And I wish that this renaissance had happened then because I've been anticipating that MMO for... You know, decades now. Yeah, you're not alone. Now, now it's uh, now it, it got a it got put into production. B it got back burnered. Uh, Eve Online got a revamp, uh, and their first person shooter died, and so they ended up. You know what? We're not going to touch this at all. And they sold it off to. Uh, Par- did, they, did they sell it off to Paradox or was there another another sale between them? I think they sold it off to Paradox directly. But now Paradox is, in my mind, I'm happy that Paradox has it because they're a good game company. I, 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 but in my mind, as far as uh, uh, video game um, side of things, they're going backwards with Bloodlines 2 and now that being delayed. I, I'm, I'm really, really anticipating an MMO. I guess maybe, I, I don't know, that's a matter of opinion, but I wish this renaissance had happened back then so that we would have the MMO by now. I totally get that because uh, with the popularity and the community mm-hmm. that sprung up like around, uh, wow, World of Warcraft, yes. um, that would have been like striking while the iron was hot exactly. for Vampire. Yeah. Because now, I don't know if you've heard, but they're doing like a battle royale game. Oh, yeah. Vampire. Yes, I did hear something about that, but I haven't looked into it. I mean, I, I heard a rumor about it and I saw like an article, but I haven't read through the article yet. But I know that thanks to Fortnite, mm-hmm. that's now the new the new hotness. Right. Is like those, you know, open world battle royale style run in gun and, you know, and that's fine because that's cool because you still get to talk to your friends and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I could see that being cool with Vampire if you're playing like a Bruja, a Gangrel, a, uh, you know, uh, uh, and that kind of stuff. But I don't know that that kind of leaves out uh, leaves out some of the more intellectual aspects of the game. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, that's why I was like, yeah, the MMO. You're right. It, that would have been something a little bit more bridging that gap, right? 
you could play that yeah. as a more political thing, um, which is what which is what World of Darkness is. It's mostly political. Even the the down in the dirt knuckle dragon clans, they're uh, um, uh, they can get they can wax political, and they're affected. Absolutely, by politics. right? Uh, what was it? I know I know you've seen this. Uh, the Thirteenth Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, I just love that example of like when they're doing that duel thing against the old guy and the young guy uh-huh. and, and he like cuts his head off and he's like, well, deception was the point. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yes, even a duel is political. Yeah. And and that's something that I, I, you know, I want a lot of players to keep in mind whenever they get out there and whether they're table topping or LARPing, just, just remember that you can use every little action to your advantage. Yes. Uh, but go back to what you were saying before about when I asked you about the Renaissance thing, uh-huh. you were saying something going down that hole. Yeah, that's a, that's a hole I, I, I skirt around a little bit. Sometimes I peek my head into it. And then everyone who follows World of Darkness knows that, you know, the big hullabaloo with I skirt around it because I get both sides of the particular argument. And I don't I don't remember what the actual subject matter was that that they kind of hit, but they kind of uh, took a real life tragedy that was going on and pulled it into the game um, as the lore of the game and it really kind of offended a lot of people uh, because of how culture has shifted in the last 40 years 30 years it, it offended when back in the 90s when when white wolf uh, made the world of darkness it took our world and made it darker and the thing is now with the internet uh, being as huge as it is now compared to then we are more aware of the cultural tragedies that are going on around the world and right. and so with that awareness comes greater sensitivity it's harder to 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 take a a, like genocide that's going on and say oh vampires blah 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 whatever they're causing it um and i know that the the counter argument was wow why put that on the shoulders of fiction when humans are monsters enough uh that they're doing it so let, let let's not touch that and so the the lore was was actually rewritten v5 was delayed because of that because they took out part of v5 i know a couple of people who actually have early prints of the of the first version of v5 and uh, 20 years from now those are going to be worth a ton of money i think i hope uh it's something that uh, old school gamers are like it is the world of darkness darkness happens and so i did i wasn't offended by it when it actually came out but i also having children you know one who's about to go off on her own i i understand the larger global awareness and why why maybe we need to be a little more sensitive even even with the world of darkness so it's a tough subject to circle. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you on both sides of the camp, on both camps as well. But I really, you know, kudos to White Wolf and I guess Paradox by extension and for backtracking and, and trying to hone in on what, what you said before about that one person stated that humans are monsters enough. Right. Yeah. And I think I've only read with Anarch book and the, the main book, mm-hmm. but I kind of get the idea that that's sort of part of the new version of how the world is darker in the world of darkness is that the humans are encroaching on the monsters. Mm. So how much monstrous are they now? Right. Right. That's, that's that, that, that really, I did kind of get the, the, that vibe from it. I, and to be honest with you, I, I've read, I've read through the book but it wasn't something that I sat down and read like I would, you know, a novel or whatever. I didn't dive right. deep into it. I skimmed over it and modified what I understood in my head from previous versions. 
and so maybe I didn't I didn't read it in depth enough, but I did definitely get kind of the sense of that. I kind of hope that that's sort of what they're trying to angle for, you know, because it's I really feel that the the V five is trying to get back to the idea of personal horror. Mm-hmm. That's great because I feel that's something that got lost. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, no, that was kind of it was tragic, but it was a sign of the times that 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 kind of firestorm erupted to begin with. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know. Like you said, you you know, we'll just see how the uh, the chips fall where they may because uh, there's no right and wrong with it. It's just where we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of where we are, that's going to take us to the next one of let's go back to your your days of playing. Actually, it could be it could be even currently. Okay. It can be currently. Are there any particular play experiences that uh, stand out for you? Um. Yeah, there there are several actually. Aside from aside from that that big um that monster experience that I had in my first year of playing that I uh talked about with the Autarkus Chronicles. I've just we've had one of the things that that um we've been doing with with the game I'm currently involved with is well before the social distancing and everything has gone on. Um, one of the things that we got into doing was uh, we found a, an app that, and I don't know if I, I, I don't want to plug things or whatever, but we found an app that, that allows you to find a bunch of different locations to use, to rent out for the night or whatever. And um, we started using that app to find different locations um, to represent different locations within our game and a lot of the a lot of the players really enjoyed when we were doing that we had one place in in particular that represented a a club that was owned by uh that was run by setites uh and we had another location that represented um one of one of the alicia that we uh, that we used that the cam side of our game used um and and a separate location that so so every time the point being is every time um we decided to use one uh location in Los Angeles uh, for a for for an Elysium we would always go to the same sorry out of character location to um to play that game that way it, it kind of helped people get into the kind of game that we were having um we 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 try to have multiple types of games we don't do every game is a is an elysium uh game because that kind of leaves the combat characters out so um we we have multiple location games uh one game in particular that we had that really kind of stood out for me we used uh we used one location that's actually a filming studio um that had multiple sets and we 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 got there and we saw the place and and we said wow um we we were given free reign of three of the sets and so we were like well some of our characters would definitely go to an elysium gathering tonight but there's a few of the there's a bunch of the characters that wouldn't cuz they don't have anything political going on uh, most of what they've got going on in their personal storylines is either starting to wrap up or it doesn't involve other uh, other characters um, so they would probably go to not necessarily the Elysium gathering, but they would go to just a, a, a night in the life kind of gathering at what our local rack is. Um, 
uh, in LA. And so we had the studio had a library set, which we used for the Elysium. And it had a a bar set that we used as the rack. Um, and then it also had, uh, had a, um, uh, an outside, it had an alley set. And so we ended up actually having uh, a game uh, where some of the combat players got to go and have a, like a tournament, a, I don't know, a, not quite a, a Bruja rant, but s- several of the characters went out and they, they, they went to a, a truck stop out in the middle of nowhere uh, in game. And then out of game, they were at the the alley set that was outside, and had a a, a combat fest. You know, it was it was kind of fun. All of the players uh, seemed to enjoy that particular game. That is amazing. That is awesome. I love that. That was it. Just always makes me like, man, why didn't we think of that? That's so cool because I just love the idea. I've always been a dream of mine. It's been a dream of mine to have like a soundstage space and build different sets for just, just the sole purpose of playing the game. Oh, totally. totally. You know, the, the, the level of immersion that that gives is incredible. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Wow. That's good for you guys. That's amazing. Oh, we're trying. It's difficult though. I mean that I have to say that particular location became un, uh, untenable to use for the, short-term future not just because of covid and things but um because they are a movie studio um they do have some expensive set pieces and this this didn't happen at one of our games that we held there uh, but apparently one of their set pieces got damaged and the app that we were using to find the location they they have they're covered by uh personal liability insurance which covers just the people on site. It doesn't cover damage to the site. And so they ended up needing to request anyone coming in to have additional insurance uh, after, uh, on top of what's offered by the, by the app that we use. Right. And, and and that with the number of players we've got, we've got uh, between 23 and 34 players that play from month to month. And that just doesn't, you know, with, with, we, we do, we do, uh, charge a modest, uh, a modest fee to play just to pay for the venue. But that with, with only 30, uh, only 30 ish players playing, it doesn't pay for the venue and for additional insurance that would cover their props and things. So we haven't been able to use that particular location since then. But we do still try, like I said, with using, picking different, lo- different locations for different in game locations. Right. Now that's that's brilliant. I'm amazed and and happy to hear that there are apps like that out there that people can use to sort of help find those locales mm-hmm. because because it does. It helps with the immersion of, you know, for your getting into character and like okay, we're really oh, here. Definitely. Yeah, cuz I've I've played those games where you're just in a just did like a uh, rented out ballroom or something uh-huh. and you have to use stretch that imagination. Yeah, cuz you're in there one month you're in that rented out ballroom and you're and you're in a ballroom. But then the next month you're in that rented out ballroom and you're actually in a you're you're, you're in like a, a hotel uh, I don't know. You're you're someplace else and using the same place while a lot of people have to cuz that's what they've got there they've got available to them and and it's fantastic to be able to do that. Oh yeah, uh, but if you've got the ability to utilize different locations for to represent the same, lo- you know, 
if, if you've got this location that represents that location in game and this other location that always represents that other location in game, you're, you're, you know, it's, it helps the immersion process, especially for newer, uh, for newer LARPers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, but not to knock that because like when Jen and I were, were running uh-huh. the game that where I met you right. yeah, yeah. was, um, you know, over at geeky tees. Yeah. Hey, Donna, yeah. shout out to Donna. Yeah. We love Donna. Um, we love Donna. You know, that was just one space, right. but yet I felt that it was also, I don't know, it's just the way that she had it decked out that it had like a little raised dais. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It's a totally versatile could play throne space. room. It could play a stage. And uh-huh. then there's some comfy chairs to one side that suddenly that's the prince's office. I mean, it, you can make it work. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You can. It's a very versatile. Yeah. That place in particular, uh, Geeky Tees, we love Geeky Tees. It's a very versatile space. And we've used it a couple of times uh, as well. It's, uh, it's a great space to use. It does have different things themed corners which is fantastic that helps for uh for immersion and also especially if you can bring in like your own little props like if you've got like a tiki night or whatever and you bring in like some you know stream stream some tiki lights or whatever and i know a lot of the places <laughs> I, I just, just throwing out examples i don't know if you're having a i don't know but different themes you can do different themes and 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 if you have the one space to utilize do what you can with it so let me let me ask you this: um, You've been a player, uh-huh. and but but I know that you you've also been a storyteller. Yes. And so uh, tell tell me about tell us all about um, which one do you which you do you prefer? Uh, what are the, some of the challenges of both? Uh, <laughs> which one do I prefer? Actually, you know, I I don't know. It it really depends on where I am. Uh, I'll tell you. Before I had only ever. St- story told dm storyteller for one other game one one other game before uh before the one i'm uh, i'm storytelling for now and that was uh it it was a good game it was friend it, it was a bunch of friends uh most of the game the game of it wasn't really the game it was just us friends hanging out and everything uh, the, the game that I'm storytelling for now, I just, I, I, there was an opportunity where I had a lot of free time available and there was a community doing it. I hadn't before enjoyed storytelling as much as I do with this group, mostly because I didn't know what I was doing with this group. Cause I didn't have the time to learn what I was doing. The last time I tried to storytell something was I was in college. And so I had to study for this. I had to study for that. I had, um, in fact, I, I ended up playing so much that I had to drop out of college and, and, uh, I ended up going back to college uh, eight years later and finishing my degree, but I, I played so much. My GPA came down. And, and so I found myself in a position that, was the opposite of what had happened to me decades ago. And I was like, you know what? I have the time to do this now. Let me try to do it. Let other people take care of what they have to do. I ended up taking over this group from another storyteller who was doing a fantastic job, but just had time constraints. And that's what I was hearing from some of the other staff. Uh, some of the other staff was was a little uh, worried about things falling apart and they didn't want their community to fall apart. So I was in a position where I had time now in the place where I am in life. Now storytelling, I prefer to playing, but 20 years ago when the first time I tried to do storytelling, um, I didn't, I hated it. I didn't like it. The game wasn't cool. I couldn't tell a good story because I was in a different position in life. I preferred playing back then um, because that's what I had time to do. 
Now, though, I have the time to uh, to 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 try to build a story um, for other players. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, no, it makes total I have, sense. It's <laughs> I have, yeah, no, it may it, it totally makes because it's the idea of you know every the game will always be there, but but our lives change, yes. things come up, our our attitudes change, our tastes change. And uh, yeah, life no, happens. that makes perfect sense. I've, life happens. Life happens. I've had people on uh, that are on staff with the game that I'm running now that have had to back off, and because life happened. And I've had other people who who've stepped up, and because life happens, and and as life happens, you you got to back off. You got to. And when I'm rambling now, I think no, it's all right. A staff member of that game that you took over, uh-huh. uh, I I definitely would say thank you. Because we did, Jen and I did want to keep it, keep have it keep going. Right. We just couldn't devote the time necessary to do it. Right. And I don't know. And <laughs> I didn't know if I should touch on that particular aspect of it. Because to be. No, no, we've talked about okay. it. We, we definitely, have, yeah, we, we, we've we let them know that, you know, we ran this game and then we, and we were running it and then we ran it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm glad to have the community that you guys, that you guys uh, had together because they're a great group of people i enjoy playing with them and uh, when the game that that like you were saying the game that we met uh in was yours and jen's game and it was i loved it it was a great game I, it was it was immersive um and i had uh, i had a fantastic time playing with the community with this with this one community and and so you know when life happens when I just, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, and like I said, thank you very much for taking that torch because it it, it does my heart good to know that the that same those, that same group of people are still going because I loved playing with them mm-hmm. too. Their their fervor and their um just desire to tell a good story together was so amazing. Yeah. Uh, I will say to your point about playing that that actually happened to me in the chronicle previous to the one Jen and I ran mm-hmm. because. I think that one ran for like two years, yeah. almost three years. Yeah. And um I I took a whole year off because I was like, this thing was moving online. <laughs> there was face Facebook uh groups and Facebook chats and, and like in between interactions. And yeah. The downtime actions I get because you need to do that. But if you have to do like RPing, you know, after hours, so to speak, <laughs> I was like, What? I don't have time for this. <laughs> that, yeah. You know, and I'm like, people are wanting to have these long, drawn out, like hour long scenes. And I'm like, man, I got to go to bed. I got to get up at four in the I morning. I totally <laughs> get that. We, we, we still do the same thing with it. It's we've had, and that was one of, one of, uh, Aria had to step back for a while because her time was being demanded, uh, way too much more than she had to give. So she stepped back. She's back with the, she, she's, uh, she stepped back into it. Uh, after a little bit of a break, but she, it, it was, we, we have a discord server and the discord server, it's, it's fantastic and hell at the same time. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, we've got these channels that people can role play in. It just, and, and then people are now wanting to do voice channel role plays. So they've not, so we've got a schedule of storytellers when we're, when we're available. And if you, okay, if you want to do a voice role play, you got to schedule it during one of our office hours. And in, Oh like, yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's crazy. It, it's great for yeah. role play, but it's crazy for staff because we got, I mean, wow. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, like I was going to say, you, you have to have office hours. You have to put that in the restriction. And yeah. it's like, guys, we love your enthusiasm, but you know, like two to four, that's all you get, we you know, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. We didn't for a while. And that was a problem. Uh, yeah, I bet. And so uh, nine to 11 on Thursdays for me, and sometimes I've been online at other times and I'll let people know, hey, uh, spontaneous office hours if you need me. I've had a lot of other stuff going on uh, outside of the game in my life lately. So I, I just, it's it's gotten a little crazy. Yes, and it can for sure. But yeah, it's I, I think I'm similar to you in the idea of I love both sides. I love to play, but... You know, I also love the, what was it? Cause I've, I've only run, I've run a small Chronicle. And then this one, the one you were mm-hmm. in was, was a long, longer one. I actually loved stepping back out of character and just kind of being the butterfly, the goat, the fly on the yeah. wall, and then just dropping in little plot points. Uh, oh, you're a Mulcavian. Oh, you hear a voice. Right? Yeah. You know, just kind of pulling some strings and just watching people dance. Right? And it was just, it was just great. Well, but speaking of story, then what what do you think differentiates Vampire from like other role playing games? Oh, Be- beyond the obvious. I mean, just you, you know, what to you, what does that mean to me? So, and <clears throat> Vampire, the World of Darkness, when Vampire the Masquerade hit, um, it totally ripped me away from Dungeons and Dragons because it was a role-playing game, R-O-L-E playing game. And Dungeons and Dragons at the time was strictly an, a role R-O-L-L playing game. It's, uh, it was a dungeon crawler. It was a, it was a hack and slasher. And, uh, this while, while yes, that was a, a cerebral game. If you got into it with the right people, uh, the world of darkness, vampire, the masquerade was above and beyond. Um, it was a very intellectual game. It, it, it's, it challenges your mind. Uh, and, and I loved the aspect of not having a, of having a storyteller because it, it really is about the story. It's about the role that each character plays in the story. Um, and that was something that Vampire the Masquerade brought that I don't think existed in uh, role-playing games before then. And as far as different from other, uh, like Vampire being different from other White Wolf games, other other World of Darkness games, it it's the politics of the World of Darkness. Uh, werewolf is is the uh, werewolf really kind of is the spirituality and the and the um, the brute the brutality of the World of Darkness and. I mean, I, I could go on about the other games too, but but Vampire stands out because it is the game of political intrigue. Right. No, actually, I, w- I would love to hear you uh, go on about some of the other materials because my my one of the other questions I wanted to ask was, um, you know, what would be your favorite World of Darkness <laughs> game? So, so within that uh, that lens, through that lens, uh-huh. go ahead, please talk about the uh, oh, what you think of the other yeah, ones too. I, you you know, I really okay so. I have to put out the caveat that that Vampire, uh, Vampire the Mas- Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, um, Wraith the Oblivion, um, Changeling the Dreaming, uh, and Mage the Ascension are the only games that I have played. That's 
all five of the original World of Darkness games before Requiem and the other ones that so what the demon I there's there's a bunch of other games that are that are in it now or a couple other games that are in it. Yeah, yeah. There, there's um Hunter the Reckoning, okay. my personal favorite. Uh-huh. And then there's Demon that never should have yeah, been. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just and then wasn't there one that was I don't know there was one that was I think had uh, like angels or was that the same one as the demon one? That's the same was one it? as demon. Okay. Yeah. And then and then they had mummy, which was kind yeah. of like the the an, an appendices uh-huh, really. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's vampire. Okay, so vampire the masquerade honestly is not my favorite of the games. But it is the most popular and the easiest to play. I my favorite. I love them all for different reasons, except honestly, Wraith. I I, I couldn't get into Wraith. I tried. Uh, I, I couldn't get into it. <laughs> uh, um, you're not alone. I know. Uh, and Changeling. Okay, so Vampire is the easiest to play. It's all about political intrigue, and and it's just it it fits werewolf i loved it for the the anti-spirituality of it i mean so it it hit me werewolf hit me at a time when um i was raised catholic and and i i it hit in while i was in college when i was seeking things out and i just really the only as far as faith goes religion goes i i'm not a personally i'm not a fan of religion however i realize faith is a separate thing and everyone has their own faith they have their own belief um even if that faith i don't like man-made religion around faith and and werewolf hit me at a point when i was realizing that and i was like you know really the only thing faith-wise or religion-wise that we know for a fact is true is the earth technically gave birth to us all so you've kind of got gaia you've kind of got everything has a place everything uh needs its everything has its its place in the world and and when things start trying to go outside of their place in the world is when things start getting screwed up and that's kind of what werewolf represented to me so it was it was stimulating because of the balance of uh, that the guru are trying to maintain nature in the balance of the world, uh, and, and the world is trying to go more. Uh, you know, I mean, it's the weaver, right? The real the real villain is the weaver who drove the worm nuts. From one perspective, right. <laughs> um, and so it, it's I, I liked that because of the counter to what I was going through at the time uh, that it that it came to me, and I realize it's going to be different for other people, and 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 some people are going to be like, yeah, you're nuts, but that's what what it did for me, and I think these games really are. Changeling is the goofy game. Um, I I love it when you want to get a little wacky. Uh, it doesn't have to be. I realize there is politics in Changeling also, and the politics in Changeling can be as awesome as it is in in, in Vampire, but Changeling hit later, and so the politics kind of, for me, been there, done that with, with uh, Vampire, but then Mage, if Mage was the one where... That was like it really kind of blew my mind um, because 
reality isn't real in mage reality is what you shape it to be and if you could really the way the game worked originally when it first came out was if you could explain how you can make this seem real to someone yes i mean it was a it was a yes and game you know and, and so it to me they all are fantastic for different reasons and um but vampire is always going to be the favorite one to play because it was the first it is the easiest to really understand and that, that's my opinion on it i totally get that and um <laughs> change like that's just so funny i just i i wanted so hard and and bad to get to understand uh -huh. changeling i mean that was like one of the first rule books I actually purchased myself. Uh -huh. Like I had I had a bunch of friends that had all the other books, so I didn't really need to right, buy right. any. But I'm like, ooh, nobody wanted this one. I'll get it. <laughs> you know? And I, and I'm just I mean, it's a beautiful book. I yeah. you know, the 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 first edition soft cover, that gorgeous right. art. But I'm like, what huh? Seeming and trolls ducking under doorway. What I don't I, don't I got it mainly because okay. <laughs> I grew up around Celtic mythology. It's it's all it's all based on on Celtic mythology, Celtic and and um, uh, um, it's a little it's kind of a combination of Celtic and Norse. You've got I'm there's another one I'm trying to think of that can't the Gauls Gaul, uh, uh the Gauls and the Celts. I don't know I so. It was an interesting. Yeah, I take. get the, I get the face side part. Yeah. I just don't get how the rules function with it. Yes. No. See, that was the harder thing to understand with it, and I, I, I give you that. I understand that. That's, the, my wife loved Changeling though, and she's not a role player, so I took her to a, 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 cha a Changeling game, and she was like, "Oh my god, this is so fun!" She played a Puka, and it just she had so much fun that, and she was doing something that I enjoy doing, gaming. And so it was the one game that while it was being run, we could uh, kind of bond doing something we both liked. She enjoyed that one game. She hates vampires. She can't get into werewolf. She's like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> but Changeling, she had fun with because it was the goofy game. And so it, uh, and it, you know, to a degree, it doesn't make sense. And that's why it makes sense. Because that's kind of how Changelings are. Sure. No, that's great. That's great. I'm really glad. I'm I'm really glad to hear that uh, you guys. There was at least one of these <laughs> games that uh, you know you could go and do together. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful thing. All right. Well, I think I'm out of questions. Is there anything you want to add that um, for the players and listeners out there? Any any words of wisdom for uh -huh. storytelling, playing, um, just anecdotal tidbits of lore? Oh, you know, I really don't. I don't I don't have anything that like just shouts out, hey, talk about this because the games really are different. I mean, you run a if you run a game, it's going to be different than the game that I run and and I'm so we're finding as, uh, from a storyteller's perspective, there's always going to be challenges. <clears throat> okay, so if you're looking for sage advice from a seasoned storyteller, if you're starting a new chronicle, you always lay down the out-of-character game rules. 
player conduct kind of rules and actually in writing and what the consequences are. Because if you don't and you try to be everybody's friend, people are going to take advantage. It's just the nature of people, especially gamers. Because uh, gamers, you know, we all to a degree min-max our characters. We want our characters sure. to be the hero. Sure. A- and and so when you... <laughs> If you don't, if you don't lay down the out of character conduct rules, eventually you're gonna run into something that is too questionable. And 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 if you don't have that thing to point out, say, hey, you did this. I'm sorry. I don't want to, but this is this is what has to happen because of that. It's something that it's something that just you need to do. Nobody likes doing it. Um, but everybody has to do it. It, it. it it needs to be done. No, that's actually great advice. All right, every everybody, listen to listen up and and take those words of wisdom because it will save you a lot of heartache and headache on the back mm-hmm. end. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chuck. This has actually been a great conversation. I'm so glad you got yeah, to totally. join us. I love here. it. Awesome. All right. Well. Everyone, that's it for now. We're going to be back next time with another interview. And I hope you guys are staying safe, stay sane. It's, you know, we're almost out of the dark. (laughs) All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. And if you want to get a hold of us... Outside of our normal podcast hours, you can find us at Podcast by Night on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at By Night Podcast, or you can email us with any questions, thoughts, uh, opinions, you know, anything you want to communicate to us. You can do that at Podcast by Night at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>